I think if you're if you're considering you're a pastor, you're a church leader, and you're thinking, I don't think we're ready for us. I think you need to go, and you'll see how God's going to open up a different path. But then there's so many different resources as well that you can reach out to. I know there's there's other churches that partner with other churches, so you've got two churches, two or three churches in one school. So that's another thing too. There's a lot of different ways. So don't think that when you see a a thousand students you know, school that you have to go in there and your church is only 50 or 60 people. There's so many ways, partnerships, because Jesus has told us to go out and that's that your one church is not going to be able to do it. So you need to be able to partner with other people, organizations. So I say, if you can't do it, grab someone and, and take them with you for the ride. Welcome to episode 15 of Partner Up, your church school partnership podcast. Each week, we bring you inspirational stories and practical tips to help you in your church school partnership. Today, we're speaking with Pastor Kevin Alvarez of Long Point Baptist Church. One of my favorite things about Long Point's partnership with Landrum Middle School is that it truly is a partnership where both the school and the church serve each other. The partnership started just after Hurricane Harvey and has now developed into true friendships across the board. And in fact, one family from the school is actually attending Long Point now, which is beautiful. I don't want to give any more away, so join me as we talk with Pastor Kevin. Okay, Pastor Kevin, we're going to start by asking, um, what do you love about Houston? So that's kind of hard to narrow it down to just one answer, but been here, at least not necessarily in Houston, but just all around. And so, so I would say uh, Astros, right? Everyone just loves Astros yes. sports. I've always <laughs> been into sports. So just being able to see just a team evolve and taking my kids and stuff. It's a lot harder now to get tickets because everyone's doing so well, but uh, sports, baseball, yeah, number one. Awesome. And we were grateful. My husband and I were grateful to be able to get a couple tickets that you can use. Yes, yes. Um, and it was our first playoff experience, mm-hmm. which, which was really fun. I've like, never been. So and they say different. it's pretty. Yeah, that's what they say. So different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thanks so much for that. Yeah, we're yeah. Grateful. Anytime, anytime. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so with Long Point Baptist, you guys have a school partnership. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to ask how that all got started. So it started, believe it or not, it started the week of Hurricane Harvey. So it's not the the best time, of course, you want to do it. But even before, um, when I stepped into the senior pastor role, like spring break 2017, we okay. were looking for, really, I just wanted to focus on the church itself. It was a smaller church, a lot of transition and leadership, and um, not just only with the congregation itself, but getting staff on board. And we were lucky to hire uh, Jessica, who's our children's director. And she was already thinking about the future. Like, you know, I'm thinking about let's 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 focus on the people. But she's like, no, let's think about what's going to happen in the future. And she loves kids, has a big heart for kids. And she's like, let's get into a school. And so that's what she wanted to do. So we began getting you know information about loving Houston, doing the orientation meetings, and really seeing like this is something that that we can do. And so. Landrum just dropped in our lap. Uh, what was really cool about Landrum was we wanted something that was going to be challenging and something that's going to be effective. And so I remember asking the people there, you know, what, what school needs, you know, has the biggest need? And they were like, Landrum. So we're like, well, sign us up. Praise God for Jessica. Yes, that's great yes. That and it's kind good of... <laughs> that even two years back, she's already looking at something because yeah. we thought, you know, it would take a while. Sometimes with these processes, it can take months or years or whatever it is. And we didn't know how soon it was going to happen, but... God was just already moving, and it just all fell into place quicker than we than we wanted to, but we're glad that it did. 
That's really cool. Yeah, yeah I agree that God's already working. Mm-hmm. So we get to join him in what he's doing. Yes. So thanks yes. for being willing yeah. to do that. No. And seriously, what a time to become senior pastor right before Harvey. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Harvey happened. Um, did that affect the beginning of your partnership? Did it help? It did. It or? did. Right in the beginning, it did stop. Uh, it stopped everything because we had everything rolling, met with the uh, the staff there. We had some things planned, and then boom, it just stopped. So really, it wasn't until about, I would say, almost spring break of the next year. I remember doing an event. You know, the kids are taking those those tests, the state tests, and they're stressed out, and they're thinking about uh, every, everything, you know, about testing. And so we simply went to the school. We had these um, snow cone machines. And so I kid you not, there was, I think, three of us on staff at the time, and we made probably six to 800 snow cones. Oh, wow. I kid you not. Yeah, we really did. We had it down to a well-oiled machine. So if you're looking for snow cones, hit us up. That's and, awesome. Uh, That's impressive. <laughs> yes, exactly. But it was about six, 800 snow cones within just a couple of hours. And just being able to do something very small from there and then building on, you know, from there, we went to the teachers, doing things for the teachers. But I think that was really effective to just do something simple with snow cones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And yeah. you were able to interact with everybody mm-hmm. by doing that first initial. Yes, the kids, the, the, the teachers, the administration. I mean, who doesn't like a snow cone? So. <laughs> It was really, really simple to do that. Yeah. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you started with snow cones. Mm-hmm. How has it grown since then? So, again, I think with the first year, we really just wanted them to know that we were there for the long haul. It wasn't going to be something just coming in, coming in with any kind of hidden agenda. I think it was important for us to go in there simply to say, what do you need? Versus us going there and say, look, we have 10 things that we need to check off on our list. And it's really like, just what do y'all need? And so snow cones, we did that, and then really starting to pour into the teachers. So uh, we had a good idea with Christmas time, even before that, the year after, to, to make these little stockings where we went and just gave each one to the teacher. And, you know, had a little note of encouragement and things like that. But I think that's really effective to just tell the teachers, we're thinking about you. Uh, my wife's a teacher as well, so just, you know, kind of feeding off of her some of the small things that you'd really be surprised that we overlook that, that teachers need help with. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what made you decide to focus on the teachers? I know a lot of times when mm-hmm. um, churches think about partnering with schools, they think about the students. Mm-hmm. What made y'all decide to start with the teachers? I would think because the teachers are going to be a, a, an avenue to the students as well. So if we can gain the teachers' trust and for them to see what our what our you know our goals or expectations, what we're hoping to achieve there, then from there we can stem through the students. And we've actually had a couple of teachers go to our church to be able to talk to our congregation and for them to say, these are the needs that we have in our school, and this is how your church can help. So we've already had two teachers go to the actual congregation and speak. Wow. So that right there, just over, you know, about a year and a half that happened was really That's great. That's cool. Mm-hmm. How is the reception from the church? Like, how did they react to that? Well, at first, I think they were wondering why we were doing it, mm-hmm. because we're a very small church. Like, why are we going to do something like this? How many people do you have in your uh, At the time, when we first started, it was like maybe about 20 people. Okay. It was in a big transition oh, wow. of yeah. leadership. It was very small. And so, uh, but right now, we're about 60, about 60 okay. people or so, so a um, little bit bigger now. Yeah, but yeah. I think it was really just getting a small little pool of people to get behind what we were doing. And then even over time, having the teachers come in. Uh, next month, we're actually having Landrum Choir come during a church lunch to sing, you know, the carols and stuff. And I think, again, so the, the congregation is seeing, oh, look, it's not just us pouring into pouring into them, but they're pouring into us as well. So it's kind of like, you know, it goes both ways. Yeah, I love yeah. that. The whole idea of a partnership. Exactly. It's not just one way. One just I like side. that a yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my favorite things, um, seeing your partnership is mm-hmm. you always do like a teacher luncheon or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and seeing 
the kids in your church yeah. serve yeah. Um, the teachers as well. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people will say that teenagers and kids are the generation of tomorrow, but I think they're the generation of today, mm -hmm. and they can serve right now, and just instilling them at a very young age. And what's really cool is some of the kids that have been serving are part of Landrum, too. And so we're lucky to be able to have some kids that go to our church that are in Landrum. So I think it's really cool for them to see, to kind of put them, I don't want to say on a, on a platform to boast their ego, but really for them to be in leadership and to say, look, I can be a part of this organization, be part of the school and go and serve uh, in my, you know, my, my school family. That's really yeah, neat. Yeah. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm, I yeah. feel like that's... Um, discipleship mm -hmm. like that's teaching your kids to live out their faith and be a light and example in the school that's what we need to do yeah, yeah. that's cool i, I want to go back to just the idea so early on when you first started you were thinking that you needed to focus on the congregation and mm -hmm. i feel like that's a very like natural thing to think about as yeah. a pastor mm -hmm. um what kind of changed your mind to see that it's important to focus outward also. And have you seen a balance or was there something about focusing outward that also helped mm -hmm. your congregation? You need to have a balance. Obviously, you need to have a balance in both. In the beginning, we wanted to focus on the congregation because it was a transition to leadership. But, I mean, if you want to see, get in your community, what better way to, to do it through a school? You look at a school and you're going to see people from different races and ages and uh, different backgrounds. So if you want to reach your community, why not get in your school? And really cool, a lot of different stories that we've had is there was a one family, if I can tell the story, it's really yeah. cool, is we always do a VBS in the summer. And so being able to do that, uh, there were there was a, a family that went. It was just the two kids, the two teenagers that went. Uh, the parents didn't go at all. And so we invited them. They came almost every day during the week. And then after the event, we did kind of like a, an outdoor movie just to kind of follow up. Well, they wind up coming to the movie, but the parent drove into the to the parking lot just kind of dropped the kids off and took off. So there's really no interaction there. Uh, but what's really funny was a couple of months later, we were doing an open house at Landrum. And sure enough, who do we see? That same family there. And it was really funny was that family came up to us and like, you're here again? Like they said the reason, and they're actually now members of the church. And what's, what's really interesting is that they said the reason they wanted to be a part of Long Point was because they saw us out in the community. So we're at school. Uh, we did a couple of events at the park. So they go to the park and, oh, my gosh, these guys are here, too. It's like I want to be a part of that. So it helps by, by not just focusing on the inside but focusing on the community. And you'll be, you'll be surprised about who's, who's looking at you. You're not thinking about who's looking. But by you going out, you're making a presence in, in your community. That's and great. for us, it was really great. Yeah. Yeah. So how much time between the very first time mm -hmm. y'all can, like, had your first contact with the family till when they started coming to Long Point? Well, it was in the summer okay. they, when we first had a contact with the kids. So I would say just about four months or so. It wasn't okay. too long because it was in summer we had the kids, and then we had the open house probably in, like, September or October. And so we would do events, and they would see us in the community, and they began to come. They began to start coming to church. And they're involved now. We have one of the youth uh, very involved in, in the youth doing things in leadership. The mom actually teaches, helps with the children. So it's not like they're they're just sitting in the pews. I mean, they're coming, and I think they're living out what they're seeing, what they're already seeing in the church, and they want to be a part of that. That's great. Yeah. And it's neat that it was your consistency and mm -hmm. your faithfulness showing up over and over again at the school that made them yeah. curious and yeah. interested. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely something that we encourage churches to do is mm -hmm. to not just do that one-time thing, mm -hmm. but to build the relationships and to show the faithful love of Jesus. Yeah. 
in a real tangible way. And mm-hmm. so thanks so much for doing that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like you said about really building relationships, it's really cool about the, the principal there at Landrum. Uh, I think when we first started off again, you have to build trust with anyone there. And just recently, too, we had the open house. We've done open house the last two years, serving refreshments, things like that. And during the, when we were serving the refreshments, the principal pulled me aside, just asking questions, how everything's going, more of a personal level, like, how's your family, how's your kids? Well, my daughter, because she does homeschool, was sitting down next to me, was doing some work, and the principal sat down and started talking to her and just kind of asking questions. And then even for me to sit down with him, and then he pulled out his phone and he began to show me pictures of his family. So it's cool to just see that over time that it doesn't see me as just someone coming in, a pastor with my own agenda or anything like that, but you know, someone that he can actually open his phone or show pictures of and to show that you know, we have that interaction too. And he gave me his telephone number. So it's, that's even better, right? To have the principal's telephone number in your own phone. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it looks. It sounds like it's really developing mm-hmm. to a friendship, which yeah, is really yeah. neat. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the beautiful thing about mm-hmm. church school partnerships is that it might start off as maybe transactional at first, mm-hmm. like you're doing something, you're serving in some way, but eventually as you continue to show up and as you continue to get into conversation with people, mm-hmm. like you really are building relationships you are. Um, and friendships, which I feel like is is kind of what Jesus did too. He did. He did. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. that's really neat to see that. Yeah. Cool. Um, what else have you seen like in terms of impact, whether on the school or the church? Um, another thing I'd like to talk about, just kind of mentioned too, is, um, is the friendship that's happening or the camaraderie that's happening between the, the students as well. So we've been doing FCA as well and FCA Fellowship of Christian Athletes on uh, Friday mornings and to be able to go in and, and, um, be able to speak the gospel because you are able to do that before school when you do that as well. Uh, but going in to do that too and, and having those, the, the students, instead of when the bell rings, they want to go Normally, they'll go straight to their class, but there are occasions where you have the kids and say, you know what, they ask the PE teacher, can I, can I stop and talk to Pastor Kevin a little bit? I have a question to ask. And so it's like, what better reason for you to sit down and, and take time out of your day? Because you're going there trying to invest in these kids and for them to say, I have a question about, about my faith or just about life and stuff and be able to pray with them. So uh, there's different avenues that we've been trying to do. So not just focusing on the teachers and the staff, but really just even the students and even those small little nuggets, you know, really hoping that that's going to um, blossom. If it's not in this lifetime, you know, or at least, you know, you'll be able to interact with them. Hopefully someone else will be able to do that. That's cool. Yeah. And how long have you been doing FCA now? We've been here? doing it for about a year and a half now. Okay. A year and a half okay. Mm-hmm. So it started off with that mm-hmm. snow cones at the beginning. Yeah, snow cones. And then some teacher mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the door opened for FCA. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. It's yeah. neat to see how the partnership has developed and different things and opportunities Mm -hmm. come up because y'all are continuing to be faithful Mm -hmm. that's cool how many kids normally come to fca oh there's a bunch Uh, i mean you'll have anywhere from about 50 to 75 kids sometimes wow 50 to 75 kids yeah cool and fca so it's special fellowship of christian athletes Mm -hmm. is it just athletes who come or do any kids come or how does that it is i mean it is specialized for athletes but you'll have the friends invite anyone so sometimes they'll see the word christian i'm like oh i don't want to go sometimes they'll see the word athlete oh i don't i don't want to go because i'm not an athlete but just really um bringing them in and of course we have like donuts and things like that to bring the kids in draw them in and then when they're there have some interaction with them 
uh, volleyball, things like that, but being able to sit down with them and have, even if it is just two to three minutes of, of some kind of word and just teaching them, encouraging them. And then we've seen, again, like I was telling you with that story, where they pull us aside and say, I have a question. They may not do it in front of everybody. It's very hard, I think, for them sometimes to open up, but just pulling us aside and say, I have a question, I think it's just gr- really great to do that. That's cool. Yeah. So out of the six or so people in your congregation now, mm-hmm. about how many will do something throughout the year with Landrum? Well, right now we started off with just a staff. I mean, it was just four of us because um, we weren't expecting it to move so quick. And so we started off with doing that. And I think over time, so right now we probably have about eight to 10 of us or so that are that are committed to doing it on a regular basis. And even out of those eight to 10, I know there's at least three families that go to Landrum. And to me, that that's a big you know, it's a big plus, again, because not only are they serving their church, but they're serving in their in their own uh, school. And so for them to go and do it, serve cookies and things like that, I think it's just great. And and there's even one kid who is actually in high school now, he used to go to Landrum. And so the same thing for him to come back to his, his middle school and to be able to, to serve at his, his middle school, I think is awesome. Uh, we're looking at ways for him to be able to, to lead and do different things as well. So I think, again, just always building and looking for different ways for, for people to serve. That's great. Yeah. And especially, yeah, getting the high schooler to have leadership opportunities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I also love that um, your staff mm-hmm. started it. I feel like that's huge because mm-hmm. you guys are showing that this is important to you mm-hmm. guys. Um and y'all are modeling it to the rest of your congregation, yes. which is yes. really, really beautiful. Uh, you have to. If you're gonna, if you're gonna ask your congregation to do anything, I think you need to be able to do it yourself and and to do it with excellency and to do it with passion. And so when we go up there and talk about Landrum and and we show them pictures and we bring the teachers in, I mean, they need to see the enthusiasm. They need to see the excitement that we have because it's not just in a point into a school, but it's investing in lives. And that's what we're hoping to. Our church is all about families. So we want to be able to pour into these families and in any way we can. So if it's by going and, and doing cookies and snow cones and uh, lunches or whatever it is, uh, whatever it is, uh, we're going to do it because that's what Jesus has told us to do. That's great. Mm-hmm. And it's neat that three of your families are at Landrum, mm-hmm. which is cool because you're empowering them to really be a light in their actual community, mm-hmm. which is great too. Yeah. Um, it's been so cool to see this develop and to see that you've been faithful and that you've been enthusiastic from the very mm-hmm. beginning. It's mm-hmm. been so encouraging and it encourages me to yeah. continue what we're doing. Um, if you were to talk with a church who's thinking about it or thinking about caring for the community, thinking about a school partnership, what would you say to that pastor? Yeah, I would say, you know, you definitely need to pray about it. Praise, uh, praying is always the uh, number one thing you need to do. Pray, make sure you have good intentions of why you're doing it. Um, so do that. First of all, pray to God, uh, ask for him to, to reveal what he wants you to do and who you want to invest in, and then go for it. I mean, just go full blast. Again, I told you when we started off with Jessica wanting to, to already start the process, we weren't ready for it, uh, but God felt that we were ready for it. And look where it's gone over the next year and a half, two years. We're going on two years now already. So I think if you're if you're considering you're a pastor, you're a church leader, and you're thinking, I don't think we're ready for us. I think you need to go, and you'll see how God's going to open up a different path. But then there's so many different resources as well that you can reach out to. I know there's there's other churches that partner with other churches. So you've got two churches, two or three churches in one school. So that's another thing too. There's a lot of different ways. So don't think that when you see a, a thousand students, you know, school that you have to go in there and your church is only 50 or 60 people. There's so many ways, partnerships, because 
Jesus has told us to go out, and that's that your one church is not going to be able to do it. So you need to be able to partner with other people, organizations. So I say, if you can't do it, grab someone and, and take them with you for the ride. Awesome. That was perfect. Great mm. challenge, exhortation, affirmation, encouragement. Yeah. Um, I love that you started with going to God in prayer about it, too, because I really think it's true. He's going to lead you to the right school. Mm -hmm. He's going to lead you to the right resources, the right partners, the right leaders. Um, so thanks for starting it off in that and having the foundation in prayer. And I think the flip side goes for even maybe if there's any schools that are listening to that are maybe waiting for, for church partnerships, too, that it takes time, too, and, and just know that that the same thing too that they need to know that there's someone out there and just just have that prayer and that hope too that that when the timing is right that, that they'll have someone come in as well so i think it goes both ways mm, mm -hmm. yeah that's good encouragement too because for sure schools have been reaching out to us asking for church partners I bet. Um, and so we always tell them that we're working on it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but yeah if they could pray also for the churches out there who are thinking about it um, i know our staff is reaching out and um yeah, it's working on it also. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, but thanks for taking that step of faith so yeah. early on, mm -hmm. and so early on in your pastorate too, mm -hmm. um, and early on in the, even when your congregation was small. Mm -hmm. Thanks for taking that step of faith. And that's what we're that. hoping for is that this is not going to just out that this will outlast what I'm doing. So it's not about me or anyone on staff. We're hoping. This thing will go 50, 60 years or so, and even longer. So, yeah, it's definitely not about us, but it's about what God called us to do. Love it. Mm. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks for your leadership there, yeah. for keeping it going, for your enthusiasm, um, and, yeah, for always being willing to challenge and encourage other churches and schools to do this as well. Yes, and thank you guys. Thank you guys for the encouragement, the resources that you guys do. I know, like you said, it's, it's not easy, and so we appreciate everything you guys are doing at Love in Houston. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. We hope you'll join us next week. But until then, we ask that you would subscribe, pass this on, or think about who else you can partner with.